That is the gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, starting with verse 13. And when you have it, please stand. That is the gospel according to Luke, 24, 13. And the word of God reads as follows. Now on the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. Jerusalem. That's enough. You may be seated. God's word for God's people and God's people said amen. Amen. Uh, there is a song that I think about, especially recently. It starts off with the lyrics that I, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the son of God discloses and he walks with me. And he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share while we tarry there, none other has ever known. Goes on to say that he speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet that the birds hush their singing. And the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing and it goes back again to talk about walking and talking with me and when this scripture this passage this pericope if you will from that covers actually verses 13 through 53 this walk to Emmaus I thought about it because I was thinking about the time that we get to share together and talking about walking out our faith Last week, we, we celebrated the resurrection of our Savior. We, we had good programs, but now we're done. We're, we are done with the Easter speeches and the Easter lilies. Well, some of them we're done with, but some still around. The, the celebrations, the, the seven last words of Christ. Uh, we've, we've finished eating those fabulous meals, that ham, Bless God for the ham, the, the turkey, the vegetables, if, you know, if you like that kind of thing. Uh, the desserts, we, we getting full. We're finished with that. We're finished with the fellowship. You come to church now, there's a little more room to stretch out in the pews across the country. We've, we've, we've entered a little bit more of a relaxed mode. Well, at least till maybe, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day and Christmas. Then it'll be packed up again because folks go to church Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, Easter. Not really that much Father's Day, though, but to be honest, but definitely Mother's Day. But we're a little bit more relaxed after all that's over. The Easter speeches are done. The programs are done. The concerts are done. The guest artists coming around, that's all over with. So we relax. However... After 
the original Easter service, if you will, 2,000 years ago, it was a little bit tenser. We're celebrating the day. But back then, in the midst of the crucifixion and the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the people of God were in crisis. That is why I, I, I value experience more and more each day. Uh, we're looking at what happened during this time with 2,000 years of experience over it. So we know the end from the beginning. We're able to see the situation from the end because we know it's not that bad. It's actually good for those who are in it. But when you're in the midst of the situation, sometimes it doesn't seem all that good. It's only until you've experienced it a little more that you're able to look at the situation and be able to back up and say that this is not that bad. I've been through it. I've been through worse. I can press on. So I value experience. Back then, there were no concerts, no pageants, no speeches. There were people who did not know what to do with their lives and wondering how they're going to go forward. And these people had to walk out and practice their faith in the middle of a great trial. Yes, we read that Christ had rose from the dead on the third day after being crucified and buried. But not everybody knew that back then. And not only did not everybody know that, the ones who did knew it had a little trouble believing it. So these gentlemen went on a walk. These men of God went on a walk. And I can appreciate a good walk because it's exercise and we all can use a little exercise. And sometimes I like to take walks when I need to figure something out. The walk in to clear my head. And these men were on a, in a crisis of faith. But they were walking out. They were walking to Emmaus. And in the midst of that walk, they were transformed. The scripture tells us that they are walking to Emmaus. And it's about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking about some things that had just happened. Namely, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. And Jesus came next to them but they didn't realize it at the time you can be walking with Jesus and not know it Hebrews Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 talks about that when we we're talking about entertaining angels unaware we never know who it is exactly we're dealing with you can be walking with Jesus and not know it just because you don't recognize the physical person you can be walking with Jesus and not know it you can be walking with Jesus and not know it. You can be walking with Jesus and not know it. You can be walking with Jesus and dealing with people and not know it. Not only walking with Jesus, but be presenting Jesus to other people. Some of us may not ever get in a pulpit. We may not ever get an opportunity to wear the funny looking shirt with the, the collar on it. Or a robe or cassock or any of the other vestments. Walk around with a bishop's staff. We may not be able to do that, but we are surely 
going to preach a whole lot of sermons. And you may not be taking a text with the sermon, but people will be watching how you live your life. And they'll wonder how you live your life that way. How can you have joy when everything else is going around? How can you be okay in a bad situation? Jesus. And that will preach more sermons than I ever will. Even if I'm doing it as a career. You'll touch more people than I'll ever teach. I touch. So they're walking with Jesus and they didn't know it. And they went on and Jesus asked them what were they talking about. And I like that they went to the scripture. They went to the fact that the prophecies had been fulfilled. And even in the midst of their trials, even even though they just saw or heard about their savior being crucified they still have scripture to hold on to friends may come and go family may not always be available when you need them but the word of God is forever God is love and love never fails we may not be able to depend on anybody else but we can always go to the word no matter what is going on The word of God never fails. The Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river, whose leaf shall, it brings forth in its fruit season, and the leaf shall not wither, and whatever they do shall prosper. I like that word, planted. I like that phrase, planted by the river. Difference between a planted pot, plant, and a potted plant is that a potted plant has to depend on somebody else to bring it its nourishment. The planted, the tree planted by the river has been able to tap into a renewable source. It's been able to reach into something and get it and continue to get it and sustain itself. This is our river. Getting our relationship with God is our river, not getting lathered up by a particular song, not letting somebody come up and say all the punchlines, won't he make a way for you and won't he open doors for you. It's not always about that. Developing your own relationship with the Lord is tapping in to that renewable source. So they walked. First point, they walked. They walked it out. They They hung on to scripture in the midst of the trial. They were tested, and yet they still went to what they knew worked. The Bible, the scripture, the word of God, the law they meditated on day and night. They went to that. And not only did they walk, but they wondered. They wondered, was this Jesus the real Messiah? See, part of the problem during those times is they was looking for a savior but they weren't necessarily looking for their souls to be saved during that time the people of God were looking for a military victory they were oppressed some of them were arrested some of them were beaten some of them were killed and they were expecting somebody to overthrow the Roman army that's why in a, a, a years and years ago before Jesus even came 
they thought a man by the name of Judas Maccabeus was the Messiah because he soldiered up and went to war with the Roman soldiers and beat them for about a week until they called in the rest of the reinforcements and then he lost. But during that week, he rode into town on a donkey. During that week, they laid out palm branches in front of him and called Hosanna because they thought Judas Maccabeus was the savior. They were looking for a military savior and they didn't realize that why what Jesus did, he saved their souls. It was spiritual. It wasn't physical. And so they had to wrestle with this. Was this Jesus the savior? I mean, I just seen, I saw him get beat up and crucified. And contrary to popular belief, sometimes we got to wrestle with the things of God. Just so we can get a better understanding. Don't believe it just because somebody stood behind the podium and said it all authoritatively and said it like I know what I'm talking about. You got to sometimes figure it out for yourself. I I have a, 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 a personal pet peeve that I will, in my ministerial career, try my best to deal with. A lot of young men turn away from the faith behind this very reason they're not allowed to question they're not allowed to work it out for themselves and then they get around somebody that teaches them to question and gives them some discipline that they wasn't looking that they didn't get at the church and then they end up becoming members of the nation of Islam or members of the nation of gods and earth which is aka five percenters because they're not allowed there we, we we treat Christianity like it is something dumb like when when we come into the church we're supposed to turn our brain off and not think about anything just straight it's not that they leave out the church because they can go to a gang and a gang has a military ranking structure from foot soldier all the way up to five-star general they get the discipline. They get to they get to be taught to use their mind and question things and work it out for themselves, and they stay that much longer. And 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 pastors, while we're talking about it, pastors is just as difficult or just as responsible because sometimes we'll sit up here and say stuff so that we can keep our pockets lined. Go for what I call the low-hanging fruit, the, the punch lines to make you feel better instead of actually trying to work out these things of God. And yes, it calls for faith, but we're not supposed to turn off our intelligence. When they first started training pastors in seminaries way back in the 1800s, they were considered on the same level academically as doctors and lawyers. When St. Augustine wrote Summa Theologica, which was this big, long Latin uh, paper that he wrote to explain some of the things of the faith, when anybody wrote those kind of things, when any of our church fathers wrote those kind of things, they were treated just like a Supreme Court briefing or a medical journal. It was just as respected, but somehow we got away from that. Somehow we got in the the habit of trying to question. If you questioned things, you were a doubter. You didn't really believe. You were a doubting Thomas. And while I'm thinking about Thomas, 
yes, we call Thomas a doubter. But when you actually study the history of the church, Thomas was the actual only disciple that left the Middle East area and spread churches. Yes, he doubted, but he doubted because he had to see for himself. He had to put his own hand through the through the wounds and question and work this thing out himself. But once he saw for himself, once he got his own understanding and not just because his mama dragged him to church because his daddy made him go. Once he got his own understanding of what was going around, he went all across the world. While a lot of the other disciples stayed in the same area. He went all over the world found in the Mar Tomar churches, some of the Eastern Orthodox churches and some of the most intelligent preachers I've ever heard have come out of this line. Churches founded by Thomas, but yet doubting Thomas is an insult. It's okay to question. we, We got to not call people doubters and unbelievers because they question. Sometimes a simple answer to the question can make them one of the strongest people for the faith. And sometimes we got to be able to say, I don't know when that comes too. I don't know, but maybe we should look here instead of just saying, don't doubt, just accept it by faith. Uh, Step out on faith. No, sometimes we got to question. And these people who are walking to Emmaus, walking with Jesus unknowingly, they walked it out and they questioned and they wondered. And when we're able to do that, we're able to get that, that spiritual victory we were looking for because that's what it came around to. They questioned because they were looking for a military victory as opposed to a spiritual victory. But First Corinthians tells us as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them through his spirit. Amen. For the spirit teaches us all things. Yes, the deep things of God and Ephesians 6 and 12 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers against the rulers of darkness in this ages and the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places we are not here to physically work everything out we're not here to physically manifest these things sometimes there are things that are done for our soul that'll be way better than a physical restoration not by might Not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You see, we spend so much time looking at what we can fix or we want God to fix something that we can physically see. We want things to happen by our standards, but it's not always like that. Jesus saved their souls, but they were looking for that military victory. And that's why it took them a while to come around. And so on this walk to Emmaus, they walked. And they wondered, but they also worshipped. After they had spent all this time being reminded by Jesus of the scriptures and going through the scriptures themselves and wrestling with these things and going on, they got to the house. And when they got to the house, they began to recognize Jesus because they broke bread with him. And some scholars say that The way that he broke the bread was the same way he broke the bread during the first communion. The same way he broke the bread during the Passover. And they recognized that act of worship. 
Sometimes you can't see Jesus until you start worshiping. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that a little. Sometimes you can't see Jesus until you start worshiping. Because when you worship, you no longer look at yourself. You start focusing on the most high and you'll be able to see him through the midst of your troubles and your trials and through the midst of your situation. When you worship, you'll be able to see Jesus. I'm reminded of Joseph. Joseph had had a dream and said that basically all the rest of his brothers was going to be bowing down to him. And they didn't really like that. They was already sick of Joseph to begin with because he had a nice looking coat and they didn't. And he was... uh, his father's favorite, and and they weren't really like that. So what they did is they threw him in a pit. And the brothers decided we should kill Joseph. But one brother spoke up, Judah. Judah was the only one that decided, no, we should not kill him. Judah means praise. So while Joseph was at the bottom of the pit. The only thing that saved his life was praise. Praise got him out of the situation and praise not only got him out of the situation, but put him in another situation that he didn't really like, but turned out to be for his good. Praise set the thing in motion that ended up making him be the advisor and his family be in good status and his family not dying of famine. Praise set that all in motion. The only thing that helped him at the bottom of the pit was praise. So they realized who Jesus was by worship. And then it says that they continue to worship the living God. And they were in 53, it says they were continually in the temple blessing God. I, I like that. And I, reminds me of something that I will always continue to say. You cannot be a Christian outside of community. You got to be able to deal with other people. You got to be able to worship with other people. The Bible says, fail not to assemble thyselves. It says right here that they were continually in the temple blessing God. They went to worship. After they had walked out their faith, they continued to worship. The Bible says in Psalms 133, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like an ointment that runs down the beard. Even Aaron's beards went down to the skirts of the garment. And as the dew of Hermon descended upon the mountains of Zion, for the Lord commanded the blessing evermore. The more we worship, the more we will get out of the situation. The more we worship, the more we will not work, not focus on ourselves and be able to focus on the God who is bigger than any problem that we've ever had. The more we worship, the more our focus will be continually aligned. And as I close, I close on the third verse of the song I mentioned in the beginning because we worship. It says, I'll stay in the garden with him, though night around me be falling. But he bids me to go and the voice through the wall, his voice is calling me. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own and the joy we share 
while we tarry there, none other has ever known. We must continue to worship. We must continue to stay in the garden. We must continue to walk it out our faith. And we must continue to worship. The doors of the church are open. And we invite you to come.